Introducing MetroTap for iOS and Android. The best way to connect and network with others with just a tap. MetroTap allows you to instantly show your social media, music, payment platforms, and contact information just by tapping your phone. MetroTap can be used by anyone in any industry, and the other person you're networking with does not need the app to receive your information. Customize your profile with MetroTap Direct to instantly met someone to your Instagram. MetroTap also comes with a personal QR code, which is perfect for events and websites. Anyone can use it with and without the app. So why not take the work out of network and download MetroTap now? Love fills me, love surrounds me, love flows from me into the world. I am love. When you really want something, you have to keep going until you get there. Don't settle for half or something almost like what you really want. You don't have to compromise with creation. Say no until it resonates with every cell in your being. Advocate for yourself always, no matter how uncomfortable it makes others feel. You have to sleep well at night knowing you stood up for everything that serves you and brings you peace. Your peace is most important. Laugh through it. Cry through it. Pray through it. Push through it. Fight through it. Just remember that you can get through it. There's a message in what you're going through. Listen carefully and understand it so the lesson doesn't keep repeating itself. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Micro Speak with Key. Of course, I'm Key. And happy Wednesday. This episode is brought to you by Unfiltered Forever. Use my code CURLS at checkout to receive cash off. That's unfilteredforever.com. Again, my code is CURLS at checkout. If you're listening right now, do me a favor and screenshot it and tell me where you're listening from. I miss hearing from you guys. Okay, so I already said happy Wednesday. And it's hump day, so we're halfway through the week. I hope you're having a super fantastic week. And if you're not, I hope something happens today to change that. I started a book club on Facebook, I'll say about mm, two or three months ago. And um, the first book that I chose was a book called Psychopath Free, Recovering from Emotionally Abusive Relationships with Narcissists, sociopaths and other toxic people now I do understand that that title may have not been an interesting title to start with but with the book club that I have I'm really promoting healthy like relationship building and healing so that's why I started with such a heavy book and I'll be honest I got a lot of feedback I had some people tell me that every time they opened the book they had to close it And I actually can understand why they felt that way, because this wasn't the first time I actually read this book. The first time I tried to read this book was about two years ago. And I used to work at a daycare and it was one of the things that I would do when my kids were taking their naps. And the book was so triggering for me. Not just because, um, and at this time I was in a relationship and I was in a happy relationship. So it wasn't because of all of the things that um, I was going through. It was more so 
me understanding healthy relationships and a relationship. We have relationships with different people. You have a relationship with your parents, uh, with your colleagues, with your friends, platonic relationships, intimate relationships. You have relationships with everybody. But a lot of times we don't actually know how to have healthy connections. And this particular book, not only did it open my eyes to see that I may have not been in a healthy situation intimately, but also it opened my eyes to like my communication styles and how I treated other people. So I'm going to do two separate episodes on this particular book um, because, like I said, it was a lot to unpack. And I had so many people even in my book club say they couldn't finish it. And um, just to talk about that for a minute. If you couldn't finish the book right then, it may have not been time for you to do it. But also, even with therapy, therapy is one of those things where it's hard before it's easy. Actually, some of us is always hard. And don't confuse the fact that I fired my therapist with the fact that I don't believe in therapy because I do believe in therapy. But you have to shop for a therapist because everyone is not a right fit. And I've had therapists before that um, really, really, really helped me. But before they helped me, I felt attacked. And I feel like the ones that came to me and told me that it was a little bit too much for them, it may be too much for, for right now. But later on, they'll be able to unpack the book and they'll see why I chose it. Now, we're going to start with the 30 red flags of toxic people. But because I am doing this as a solo show and I don't want to go all, you know, I don't want to unpack all of that in a 30 minute episode. I'm only going to go over the first 15 with you guys this week. And then I'm going to do a part two later on and I'll do the other 15. And if you like to, I wouldn't mind um, going over more sections of the book. Just email me and let me know that you want me to do more than just the 30 flags and I'll be more than open to do that. Now, let's start. The first red flag of a toxic person is gaslighting and crazy making. Now, gaslighting is one of those words. It's trendy right now. A lot of people don't actually know what gaslighting means um, or they just use it. They they no. I'm going to say that again. A lot of people don't know what gaslighting means. So they use it in the wrong context. So I'm going to give you some examples of gaslighting. All right, let's say I'm being very hurtful to you. I'm hurting your feelings. I'm treating you poorly. I'm being mean to you, right? But your response to me, after I'm provoking you, I'm sitting here and I'm poking and poking and poking. And after I provoke you, my response to you is you're crazy. Or I'm saying that you're too sensitive. Everything bothers you. You look at things the wrong way. That is an example of gaslighting. When someone actually does something to you and then gets mad at you for the way that you respond to it and calls you names, that's a good example of gaslighting. I can go more into that later on, but that's just an example of that. Number two, cannot put themselves in your shoes or anyone else's for that matter. A person like that is a person that lacks empathy. A good example of that would be, you know, when you're sitting here and you're arguing, let's not even make this about intimate relationships. Let's say you're arguing with a friend 
or y'all having, you know, dialogue back and forth and you're a disagreement, right? And your friend says something and you say, well, how would you feel if I treated you that way? Okay. A person that is unable to be able to put themselves in that situation, like, okay, I just spit on you. How would you feel like you spit on me? How would I feel if you spit, you know, a person that that's an example of that. Like they just can't see it. They're going to do what they want to do. And they don't really think about how it affects other people. Number three is self-explanatory. The up, ultimate hypocrite do as I say, not as I do. I don't feel like I have to explain that one because it, it, that's just what it is. Number four, pathological lying and excuses. There's an excuse for everything, even things that you don't need an excuse for, and a person that could just lie like at a drop of a hat, like you can just make something up off the top of your head. Number five, focus on your mistakes and ignores their own. Now, a good example of that, have you ever been in like a situation or a disagreement with someone and you're trying to come to like a resolution but the person never takes accountability for what they did. They just talk about what you did over and over again. That would be an example of number five. Number six, you find yourself explaining the basic elements of human respect to a full grown man or woman. Let's be honest. I've looked at my analytics, so I know the age groups of the people that listen to my show. Majority of the people that listen to my show are at least 23 years old. Okay. Now, what you think at 23 is a little bit differently. It's a little different than what I think at 30. I do understand that. But we do know right from wrong most of the time. Now, younger people, they have a little bit more experience in to do. But I'm going to talk to the people like my age right now. You know what's correct behavior and what's not. You shouldn't have to explain to anyone how to treat you. Number seven, selfishness and a crippling thirst for attention. They drain energy from you and want to consume your entire life. Their need for adoration is never enough coming from just you. There, This reminds me of a quote that I've seen where it says like, um, basically it says that a man uh, craves attention from a village. And he doesn't, y'all, I should have wrote this down because I can't remember it exactly right now. But I go back and I'll tell y'all what that quote is. It was basically saying that you can't have a relationship with someone that craves attention from everybody. That's basically what that number is talking about. Number eight, accuses you of being of feeling emotions that they are intentionally provoking. A good example of this would be them flirting with an ex and then calling you jealous. Okay. Like, that would be a good example of that. Number nine, you find yourself playing detective. You've never been the type to look behind anyone. An example of this is, I'm, I'm going to be real, ladies, if you're in a situation and you find yourself going through your man Facebook page and you going through his comments from, like, five years ago, that's a bit triggering. Um, That's a bit much. So, yeah, that that's what that is. Number 10. You are the only one who sees their true colors. No matter what they do, they always seem to have a fan club cheering them on. Okay, with number 10, I'll say this. I said this a while ago, and I'm going to repeat it just because I feel like it stresses this point. 
just because someone wronged me, I don't automatically feel like they wrong everyone. But what happens is if I'm in a relationship with someone, right, and they mistreated me, but he's your best friend or he's your brother or he's your cousin, you know him in the light of that way. You don't know him in an intimate way. So instead of us being so quick to say someone would never do anything, we have to say, okay, he would never do this to me. Because that's what I feel like happens on number 10. People are extremely likable, especially narcissists. Narcissists are extremely lovable people in public. You wouldn't even really know they were like that until you have like encounters with them on that level. We have to stop saying what somebody wouldn't do because we really don't know. Number 11, you fear that any fight could be your last. Okay. I'm going to plug this in again because I'm a big married at first sight fan. Like I watch it all the time. So I'm going to plug this in. One of the things that they tell the couples to stop doing when they're when they're meeting with experts, when you get upset with each other, stop threatening to file for divorce. And in relationships, I see that a lot. And I actually have been through it where I was walking on eggshells because I feared that anything that I said would cause us to break up. That's not healthy. That's not healthy at all. And if you really love someone, that's the last thing you should do is have them fearing of losing you constantly. Number 12, slowly and steadily erodes your boundaries. Okay. Now for this one. I'm going to go a little deep with this. As a survivor of domestic violence, I will tell you this. The first time that um, I, it's, it's a range of things that happen with that. For me, I didn't get hit first. It was like some things that happened first. I was isolated. I didn't, I felt like I couldn't talk to my friends and my family. He was all I had. That was the first thing that happened. Secondly, it was one of those things where, you know, the emotional abuse, the verbal abuse, the fussing, the calling me out of my names, that that happened. okay. and then and then eventually it got to where it got physical. So slowly my boundaries were just getting stepped on. They all it wasn't a fast thing. It, It was slow. So. Another thing that I advise us to do when we're talking about other people's relationships or friendships or whatever, I wouldn't go through that. She knew how he was. Let's stop doing it because we really don't know. And sometimes people don't show you who they are. Some people can pretend to be someone else for years before they actually, you know, take the mask off and show you. So number 13, they withhold attention and undermine your self-esteem. Okay, with this particular one, I feel like it's a situation where the person more than likely was, like, giving you, like, loads of compliments and and, and filling your head up and telling you you were beautiful, you were everything, you were enough, like, all of that. And then all of a sudden, they stop. And what happens is when they stop, they stop telling you that your hair look good and they stop telling you that you look nice and you smell good. You're starting to think something's wrong with you when they already have you. So they don't have to tell you all that stuff anymore. I th- that's what I take from number 13. Number 14, they expect you to read their mind. 
Um, that's self-explanatory. Number 15, you feel on edge around this person, but you still want them. Relationships should really be a safe space. Um, relationships, and like I said, this is not just for intimate relationships. This is for uh, friendships, uh, family, anything like that. You should always feel safe with the people that's around you in your corner. But when it starts to feel like you can't be yourself, that is a sign that you may need to let things go. Now, there are 15 other red flags that I do plan on discussing with you guys. I'm just going to do that on another episode. And again, the name of the book is Psychopath Free. And the author is Jackson McKenzie. I actually ordered this. The first time I got this book, I got it from Barnes & Noble. The second time, because I lost it. I lost it when I moved. Um, the second time I got it, I got it off of Amazon. You guys, I suggest that you get the book. Even if you can't really get through it, I suggest you get it. Because it might be a time where you can open it and look at it. Because it's so much that I learned reading the book. Because I actually learned that I don't know how to have a healthy relationship. I'm I'm trying to have one this day forward but I I don't know how to have one because a lot of these things that I saw in this book I thought was normal behavior and it actually isn't so yeah um get the book and when you get the book take a picture of it and tag me in it okay thank you for joining me for another episode of my curse beat with key to follow the show follow us on instagram at mcs with key to get to know the voice behind everything, follow me at The Diary of Key on all platforms. That's Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse. On Clubhouse, it's too wise. You can email the show at mycurlspeak at gmail.com. I'm accepting all questions and topics. Also, if you'd like to leave a voicemail, it can be played and responded to live. The number is 803-310-4075. Thanks again. See you next week.